0: Is in for the touchdown. Of course, the crowd wants Reed to go for it. Wouldn't be surprised if he did on fourth down and one. So, anyways, with that, time serves.
1: Welcome to fourth and one. I'm Todd Palmer, joined by Nick Jacobs. And um for the second time this year, Nick, it's raid Raiders Week. Um Are there gonna be any bus tours? you gonna be taking the buses
0: anywhere this 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 time around.
1: I mean I guess if they win again it you know it would be their Super Bowl again so you know maybe they I I think they learned their lesson last time and John Gruden's not there so so my guess is you know no matter how smart Alec the bus driver is um they probably will not be doing that I I honestly don't think the Raiders are going to have to worry about it this week so we can just put that right there
0: Yeah I mean there's uh there's a big big uh, piece of their puzzle that I don't think is going to be playing on Sunday. And if he doesn't play, it's going to be a tough road for the, for the Las Vegas Raiders. Right. I mean, Darren Waller
1: missed last week. Hasn't practiced yet. We'll see what happens Friday. We're taping this before the injury report comes out on Friday. Um, so I guess it's possible he'll, he'll go from DNP for 10 days and, and but I'd be shocked if he was a full participant um, and and ready to go. At the very least, you would think he's still going to be, um, you know, somewhat banged up, right? I mean, he's not going to be 100%, even if he does play on Sunday. Um, but, look, this Raiders team isn't at 100% and hasn't been, you know, since uh, mid-October when when things fell apart on a lot of different levels for him. Here's the thing, though. I, one thing I, I wanted to get your perspective on, the Raiders are one of the few teams that didn't try to play a whole lot of too deep. Um, they tried to to go with, you know, some some things they've done previously, a lot more single high safety than the Chiefs have been seeing. And they got fire roasted. I mean, they gave up 41 points. The Chiefs look like the, you know, quote, unquote, the Chiefs of old um, from 2018 to 2020 under Patrick Mahomes. Do you, what changes do you expect the Raiders to make? Do you think that they're going to make some adjustments, especially in terms of the secondary and how they they choose to approach their coverage this week?
0: I honestly don't know because I mean, Gus Bradley seems like a stubborn defensive coordinator type that's going to do what he does. I mean, you know, I mean, he just doesn't have he doesn't have the front four to be able to rush at an effective level, and he doesn't have his quality of secondary as he did when he was with the Chargers. So, I'm very curious to see what Gus Bradley is going to do this time around. And but I mean, at the end of the day, the scheme is still the same with them to where a lot of how you manipulate them just like you manipulated the Seahawks and you manipulate that, that scheme that they've, that they've, that's essentially based on the Seahawks um, cover three is that you just do a lot of motion. You have ghost motion, you have misdirection. And then on top of it, you have, you space the zones out by flooding them with trips formations. So, I mean, all those things combined, like that's, that's what you do against that scheme. And like, I just don't know how much of it the the Raiders are going to be able to adjust and change without having even more issues and more hiccups that could cause them some, you know, that could get defenders out of place and have issues. So, I mean, it's going to be an interesting – I'm really interested to see on Sunday how, they, uh, how they're set up and if they're willing to get out of that and if the Chiefs are able to manipulate it. I mean, it's a really good question. I just – I don't – Gus Bradley doesn't really strike me as somebody that's just going to change all of a sudden, just because you know the, they want to have a a quality game against the Chiefs. But I could be wrong, and he may do it. But it just it just seems like that's that's his style of defense, and that's that's this kind of the way he's going to play sometimes. Well, I
1: I'm going to go out on a limb and say if the Raiders give up 41 again, they're not going to win. Um, you know, and and look, I mean the Raiders at six and six still have i would call it an outside shot a long shot at the playoffs they, they've got some tough games in addition to the chiefs remaining on the schedule but in theory you're still in the playoff hunt if you can keep if you can stack some wins here in december and january clearly the game plan last time around didn't work um you know so uh, yeah like, like you said it'll be interesting to see whether they have the self-awareness and and, and you know the pride to try to change things up or whether they think that they just didn't execute well last time around. And they think they can do better this time around. I mean, you know, I mean, look, I mean, the chiefs have their flaws. Like, I mean, you know, we were talking before this started about the um, you know, about, about Pat Mahomes and the time that he has in the pocket. Um, You know, I mean, Lucas and Yang still been limited. looks like he may have Andrew Wiley at right tackle again, Um, Orlando Brown, you know, I mean, here we are 12 weeks into the season and, and, I think he's made some progress, but I still don't think he's playing at the level. He's certainly not playing at the level Eric Fisher had at left tackle in, in the Chiefs scheme. So, um, you know, I mean, how big a concern is that, that, that the Raiders have seen it, they know what to expect, and, and and they know what the Chiefs' weaknesses are to attack this time around?
0: I still just don't think they have the personnel to be able to attack it, especially on the, on the defensive side of the ball. I it doesn't mean Max Crosby and and if if Carl Nassib is able to play, I don't know because the injury report didn't look good for him. But I just I, I don't know. I mean, I just don't see a Raiders football team that has a lot of pieces um, along their defensive line to be able to kind of do what they want to do.
1: Yeah, and look, I mean, I think I. We all expected the Chiefs would get some would take some confidence and get rolling um, after you know they they decimated the Raiders forty one fourteen back on November fourteenth in Las Vegas. Is this is this another bite at that apple? Is this another chance to maybe try to rebuild some of the confidence and and kind of get rolling again? I mean, if you're a Chiefs fan, that's got to be the hope, right? That this is finally the get right game that the that fans have been waiting for since you know, since Tennessee?
0: I mean, I think fans were hoping that that was going to be the case whenever um, whenever they played them on Sunday Night Football last time, and unfortunately it wasn't. So I'm, you know, I mean, they just got to have a good game. They got to have, a, they gotta have a, a game where the offense is focused. They got to have a game where they don't have issues with execution, where they don't have issues with drops, where they give the the right amount of time in the pocket. They widen the pocket the way that they need to. Because here, here's the reality. You know, people can criticize Patrick Mahomes and say Patrick Mahomes needs to step up here or do this there. The reality of it is Patrick Mahomes does his best when he's rolling, when he's scrambling outside the pocket. Like, that's what gives that dude confidence. That's what gives that dude his swagger. And so whenever he can make, you know, out-of-structure plays, as they like to call it, like, that that's kind of backyard football is kind of Mahomes. That's what kind of helps him at times get to where he wants to go. And I mean the loss of Mitchell Schwartz and Eric Fisher at the tackle spots this year, it shows every single week. And when people are like, is the offense broken? Is this, that not having Eric Fisher and Mitchell Schwartz is a really big part of why they have their struggles that they do. And I mean, look, Orlando Brown tries his best, but at the end of the day, Orlando Brown is not a great fit for the scheme that they run like that. You know, like the left tackle has to be a really good pass protector and they have to be somebody that can, get out into space for the screens or get out into space in the space and polls. And Orlando Brown can't do that athletically. He's just not able to like, that's not, and I'm not knocking him for it. That's just where he's at physically. That's not his fault. And so I, I, you know, cause the chiefs, there's a reason the chiefs wanted to go out and get Trent Williams. And there's a reason there was a couple other tackles that they were after that I'll probably talk more about in the off season. But like, you know, it wasn't like Orlando Brown was the number one, clear cut number one choice. It was the best option that they had available that they could go get at the time. So they went and did it. But with Mahomes, I mean, he's, he's been able to grow up in a certain system and a certain style to where he had, he had a reliable number two. A lot of the time he had reliable tackles that knew his style and could adjust to it and do their sets the way that they did. And to me, that's that's been a big part of it. And I mean, there's stuff you can do play calling wise that can help Mahomes and help ease some of his concerns, or kind of, you know, or, or kind of put him at ease and kind of get him in a rhythm. But at the end of the day, what I mean with the with the tackle spots, those are those determine a lot about what Patrick Mahomes feels confident and comfortable doing. It's clear they've worked on his pocket
1: presence this year, right? It's clear they've yeah. worked on him staying in the pocket, um, stepping up in the pocket, moving around in the pocket. They've adjusted some of their drops and different things like that. Part of me thinks it, it, you know, it you're know you at the point in the season where all that's great. It, it's also not working right now. If you want to keep working on that and refining some of that stuff in the offseason, fine. <laughs> I think, I think maybe you need to get to the point where you just say, Pat, like, you know, keep those principles in the back of your mind. Fine. But, but stop thinking so much, just go out and do what you do. Right. Like just go out and be the Patrick Mahomes of 2018, where you, you know, we're at times flying by the seat of your pants. I, I I, I don't know, you know, you know, I'm not in Patrick Mahomes head. I can't say how much, but we've seen him double clutch on passes more um, and, and seem to hesitate a little bit more, especially on deep balls that I think we're used to seeing. I mean, he used to, uh, you know, be kind of more of that gunslinger mentality. And I know that they want him to, 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 you know, be a more refined type passer, but I still think you're at the point of the season where if you want to achieve the goals that you have as a team, you may just need to, to take the saddle off, off Patrick Mahomes and, and let him, you know, just be roam
0: free a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I don't disagree with any of that. I mean, that's going to be part of what they, that's that's part of what they got to, they got to decide between now and if they, if, if they make it to the playoffs and when they do what, what they want to do in that regard. So it it's really, I mean, you know, I mean, it's just, it's just like Patrick, once, once there's a tip pass or once there's the risk of interception or there is an interception. He gets more cautious with the football. Like you were talking about there and like, you know, people criticize some of the sidearm passes. He's doing some of those sidearm passes because he's a, he's concerned that that defender is going to smack the ball up in the air and cause a tip. That's an interception. He's learned. He's wanting to be more cautious with the football to where he doesn't have some of the turnovers that they did early in the year that cost them. So he's trying to adjust his game to fit the strengths of this team this year and to try to be more of a, a ball, you know, be more of a manager of the football than he was in the past with you, like you said, with being, you know, a lot more fearless with the football and whatever the consequences are, they are is they can come back and score. So he's adjusted his game to what the offense is and isn't capable of this year, just like everybody on that team has to a certain extent. So yeah, it, I mean, this isn't is this is a phenomenal growth year for Patrick Mahomes because he gets to learn part of working in the pocket he gets to learn when to take the risk versus when to be more cautious with the decision that you're going to make for with the football and this is this is going to be one of those big years for his development no matter what happens in the games or the schedule or the record this is the this is one of those growth years that i think is going to help him long term be a better and more complete quarterback. So it's, I'm very intrigued to kind of see what he's able to do the rest of this year. And look, I mean, he's still regardless of what people, you know, outside of Kansas city may want to say, he's easily still one of the top five quarterbacks in the league. Like he's one of, he's one of the best quarterbacks that I would personally take. I mean, him and Rogers, they're a special breed of quarterback. And so is Matt Stafford. He's a special breed as well of quarterback. And there's a couple other guys, you know, some guy named Tom Brady, who's still doing really well. He's all right. And, you know, so, I mean, there's, there's a handful of quarterbacks that are really, really fun to watch. And, and I tell you what, Josh Allen, isn't one of those guys I enjoy watching. I'm going to be honest. Still don't. Sorry. Like that guy can be had. Derek Carr can be had. There's certain quarterbacks that you can rattle and they can be had. So it uh yeah, it's you know, we'll see how things shape up over the weeks ahead. But I mean, there's just another big issue that I kind of have overall is like I just sometimes with the play calling, I just don't know if they're doing what's best for what this offense is at times, and that that kind of frustrates me. Yeah, and we've
1: talked about that. I mean, the scripted plays seem to work really well, um, you know, uh, and whether it's defenses adjusting. Like, like I think Vic Fangio made some smart adjustments, you know, at, after the, the first dri- couple drives, um, and, and they've seen that a little bit more. But, you know, I mean, all right, let me ask you this. Yeah. Okay, let, we'll talk about the protection, the play calling. The drops because they've already had more drops in twelve games this year than they had in any any of the last three seasons with Patrick Mahomes as starting quarterback. They have the NFL the NFL's worst drop percentage. They drop basically one out of about every sixteen passes, six point three percent, and so they're worse than the NFL at that. That's clearly a problem too. But the lack of explosive plays. One I want to ask you, how much of that is, is a product of the what they have to work with in terms of of you know pass catchers beyond Tyreek Hill, um, you know, in the wide receiver group? And how much of that is just defense right now? Because the Chiefs had, you know, they 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 led the league in explosive plays, which is 20 plus yard passes. The last three years they had the highest percentage of, of plays too. So it's not just a product of them passing the ball more than other teams. Their percentage was the highest too in terms of number of 20-yard passes per pass play. Uh, the only other teams that were even in their league have been the Los Angeles Rams, the San Francisco 49ers, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which, by the way, the last three years have been the NFC representative in the Super Bowl. So I mean, there, there's a big correlation. Um to ultimate success and big plays in the passing game. And the chiefs had been terrific at it. They've been awful at it this year. They're, they're 23rd in the league in explosive pass plays. Is that a, more a personnel issue or more an, an opponent issue and then failing to adjust with the play call? Uh,
0: I think a piece of it is moving wide receivers coach, Greg Lewis to running backs coach. I, I just, I've seen a drop off at receiver that I hadn't seen in previous years. David Culley was a good coach and taught him a lot of fundamentals, a lot of technique, and was able to develop them. Greg Lewis helped continue that and help the receivers keep their focus. And that hasn't really been the same this year since he's been coaching the running backs. And unfortunately, the running backs haven't been haven't been as big of a part of the passing offense as they have been, you know, in previous years. And that's kind of disappointing. As that's part of the reason you you would think that you put Greg Lewis over there was to help them be a part of the passing game. And Mahomes has been more conscious about checking down this year and doing that. It's just that each one of the running backs has their own particular set of skills. And unfortunately for most of them, it doesn't include explosiveness and that's just athletically where those guys are. So that's, that's been a problem. And as a part of the screen game, and that's also been a problem sometimes in the flats, Daryl Williams, the best of the bunch in that regard. So, I mean, that's kind of the guy that you need to feed with that to have him involved. I mean, he's not, going to be top notch, but he can help you, you know, keep favorable down in distances um, in terms of receivers. I mean, look, I mean, Tyree kills your explosive receiver and Kelsey's your other explosive athlete. And there's a variety of ways you can do it and you can scheme it um, to get them open with yards after catch type of thing. There's sometimes we're buying Pringle can potentially do it. If he's able to catch the ball and then have a drop and Nicole Hardman has explosiveness too. Like, I mean, but it's some of it's scheming. Some of it's just kind of understanding the coverages and some of it's getting open and some of it's the issues at tackle. And so uh, all of it combines and it's just it's just created, there, there's not one specific thing on each and every play that this is the reason why. This is the reason why every time. It, it changes and it adjusts based on the circumstance and situation. So I I personally think long-term, Offensive tackle, they're gonna have to they're gonna have to do some upgrades there. And I still think they're gonna have to do upgrades at wide receiver just because they need a new group to go in there and work with Mahomes. And and then I still think they're gonna need some help at running back. And like all those things can help create a new explosive offense, but defenses just don't fear them right now because they know the receivers can't beat them off the line that they have to be schemed open if they're not Tyreek or Kelsey. And they know that the running backs aren't that explosive, so that's why they know they can put five or six in the box and not have an issue because they know it's not going to hurt them. And they'll take that over to the fact that Hill's not getting explosive plays on them and neither is Kelsey. And then they know they just have to rush at certain angles, whether it's a wide nine, a bull rushing in, or kind of doing some of their loops or TE stunts or games or whatever they want to do. And they know that Mahomes is going to get uncomfortable and take the checkdowns there's enough tape that shows all that stuff combined. So that's why I think defenses don't fear them as much and I don't think it's always the too deep shell that's that's the problem behind it. I just think it's all that combined is what's on tape and I don't there's just a particular set of skills that the Chiefs offense has right now that they're having to play call and and do around and sometimes they're not able to and then on top of it I just, you know, sometimes I kind of wonder if what because when B, when Eric Bieniemy took over as offensive coordinator they had a different type of focus and a different intensity to him and it was really good to see and it kind of it it helped clean up some of those issues but now at this point it just seems like the focus lacks sometimes so then I kind of wonder sometimes if the message isn't always being received
1: yeah and and look that's always the, like he admits that he's a, uh, that he coaches guys hard and and well, and, here's, and, and there here's can where... be a danger in that because right I was gonna you say, can you, you can coach guys hard, and if they're undisciplined and if they're struggling, then that may be what they need to hear in that moment. But three years later, two and a half years later, whatever, the message may have worn thin, and guys may not be responding the same way to that coaching, and and they may need to Eric Bieniemy need may need to make some adjustments um, it, because we we're seeing like you said some of the penalty issues, some of the focus issues that
0: were a problem have returned. Well, and that's, and you bring up a good point in that regard to where, especially if you're in a position of leadership, whether it's in business, football, or whatever, you can't, you can't just have one style, you know, all the time. You can't just have one gear, you know, I've talked about this before. You just, you can't be one specific way all the time. And that, that include parenting too. Like, you know, it's just, the, it's, a, it's a life skill that if you can adjust based on a person's personality and be able to get through to them, that's what matters at the end of the day. And sometimes I, you know, sometimes you kind of wonder if it's just one speed because the, you know, from time to time, I know Kelsey had, you know, the disagreement with enemy on the sidelines one time, Patrick Mahomes had a disagreement with enemy on the sidelines that was shown by NBC this past week, like, you know, and in the, and then in the heat of the moment, sometimes you can't use the accelerator. Like you got to know when to throttle back on some of those times and say, Hey, yeah, no, we got to discuss that, but we can do that later. Like, you know, you just gotta, you gotta know when to pick your spots about how to, how to get through to somebody and how to properly either coach or parent or manage somebody.
1: Yeah, no. And Look, it's not, I don't think it's the end of the world if, if a, you know, if a coach and a player get into it on occasion. But um, when you, when you notice it become a pattern, and I'm not saying that it is, but if it is a pattern, then that's problematic, obviously. Um, One thing I was going to touch on, that's that's when
0: players quit responding to you.
1: Right. So I, look, here, I would love to see, and I don't know if you do it this game or or maybe you do it Thursday against the Chargers, um, you know, because I think that game's probably a little bit, more important game, tougher task. It's a better team. It's a road game. It's a short week. There's a lot of factors that come into that Thursday night football game. I would love to see the chiefs just whatever Andy's favorite gadget play is for a deep shot, just run it right out of the gate. I don't even care if you hit it, just put, plant that seed in their mind, let Pat show off and, 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 and uncork one, you know, and, and feel that just, just let them think about it, um, you know, and just, and just, you know, cause I think that their offense, especially the way they script those first 15 can overcome an incompletion on first down if they have to. But I think Pat needs to get some of that mojo back. And, and I think if you give him that, especially if he hits it, especially if Andy's schemed up a play, that's just, that's just, you know, dynamite um, and he hits it. I, I think that that could do wonders for Patrick Mahomes to see that, he can't actually hit a deep shot because i keep thinking back to there was a play where McCole hardman kind of gave up on the route inside the 10 against the giants or somebody like that and i just keep thinking back to you know what would have happened if patrick had hit one or two of those plays this year um would he would he be a little bit more free and looking for those shots and taking those shots uh you know getting out of the pocket and trying to create those shots when when they were there I would just love to see the chiefs try it.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's a, that's a fantastic point. And that would, that's something that if the, I mean, the first play that the chiefs ran in 2013 against the Jacksonville Jaguars going to go a little rain man on you right now. Um, They had a trips, they had a trips formation to the left and Anthony Fasano tight end to the right. Um, Alex Smith does a rollout all the way to the right side. And Fasano runs through with a with a crossing route that ends up turning into somewhat of a wheel route. And the Trips formation runs like a post, a crosser, and a drag, if I remember correctly. And what it's doing to design is to get Fasano, you know, locked, you know, get Fasano lost in coverage. And that is something that I, if I'm the Chiefs, I wouldn't be fully against, like maybe using Michael Hardman in that spot because you're not going to be able to use Tyreek in that spot because you're going to need him to pull the safety away. You could try it. You could maybe use Kelsey, but I think it's got to be somebody unexpected, whether it's a Byron Pringle or, or a... Noah Gray. Or a, uh, a McColl Hardman. Um, <laughs> not a Noah Gray. To Marcus um, Robinson. The guy I would use for that if I could would be Jody Fortson. but unfortunately, yeah. you know, obviously can't. Next year, maybe Next year. Maybe. Um. So... But something like that, like you said, like you got to give these players something to just kind of get excited about and get hyped for the week. And then if they're able to hit that, like, like that can kind of maybe that's the spark. And I, I think they need to do against the Raiders. And I'd love to see them do it against the Chargers. And that kind of needs to be a goal, I I think, in their first fifteen, each and every week. And like you said, if they don't hit it, they don't hit it. But man, do something. Just do some some unique, exciting things to kind of you know create a little spark. Yeah, and one of the reasons spice I think, it up, <laughs> spice it up. <laughs> well, one of
1: the reasons I think they can do it is their 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 running offense has been as explosive as it's been the last four years. That really hasn't tapered off. If anything, I think they're better at running the football. I mean, they're second in the league this year in yards I would before hope so with contact. Interior offensive line, right? But that's what I'm saying. They're second in the league behind only the Eagles in yards before contact. Like the push that they're able to generate. Um, is incredible. I mean, the running backs on average don't get touched till they're already three yards downfield. Now, the the caveat there is the Chiefs also ranked dead last in the NFL in tackles broken in the run game. They've only had seven between uh, between Daryl Williams and Clyde edwards combined. They they get about one every forty two carries. So that's about they get one broken tackle every two games. About with with as often as they run. So you know. Um, that, that kind of tells you offensive lines doing its job running backs, maybe um, aren't, aren't, you know, aren't, aren't, you know, making the plays they need to make, making their one guy miss um, when they get those opportunities. But I mean, that's why I, I think the chiefs are built. They can recover from, you know, from something like that. I'd love to see them just, um, you know, I, I think, it, I just think it would do wonders for the, for the team psyche if they saw themselves hit a big play. Cause I mean, what's the last big one you can think? There were a couple against the Philadelphia Eagles late. Um, you know, there was the 75-yarder against Cleveland, you know, and, and there were some big plays, uh, you know, uh, against the Raiders, but I don't even think any of those were 40-plus. You got to go back a ways before you see, you know, that, that you know, the, the Chiefs with some of that big play mojo.
0: So basically all I'm hearing you describe is uh, the movie How Stella Got a Group Back.
1: <laughs> That's right. what I'm yeah, hearing. Pretty much,
0: yeah. Okay. So you got to yeah. worry about Pat, how Patrick Mahomes got his groove back. or how Would the this Chiefs be the sequel or the trilogy? Back? Did they make a second one of that? No, they did not. That was, I feel like it was, that was a one-off. wasn't one a how
1: Stella got a groove back, too? No,
0: nope, she got it back the first time. and never lost it, apparently. <laughs> so we got to see if we can get that for the Chiefs offense. That is our key word today, huh? how, how Mahomes got his groove back.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, so
1: yeah, it's time for a sequel. It's been like, you know, it's been like more than 20 years, so it, we're due for a sequel.
0: Todd Stella has moved on, okay? <laughs> Stop focusing on Stella. <laughs> I am not even the one who brought up Stella, man. Yeah, but you you keep latching on to that, man. I've already moved on from that. All
1: right. I do want to talk about the defense right now, um real quick, like I don't think much has changed in this respect, though. Like You know, we talk about how the offense needs to get confidence at what point do you think the defense got their confidence to get on this role? Do, do you go back to the second half against Tennessee when they got that shutout um, or, or was it some other time or, or was it maybe green Bay when, when they really had to win that football game for you um, by only giving up the seven points, like, like, or do you feel like it's just been kind of a steady progression to get to this point and how much do you trust this defense right now?
0: Um, I think it's been a steady progression. I think the way Nick Bolton and Juan Thornhill kind of played in that Titans game, I think that really kind of gave him a burst. And then, uh, you know, Jaron Reed kind of being able to step up a little bit more than when Chris Jones had the dominant game against the Cowboys and Matthew had some, some spots where he did, where he made some plays and kind of the, the defense just kind of feeds off each other and Legere, and a big part of that is that was nick bolton early on Legere Sneed's a big part of it matthew's a part of it chris jones is a huge part of it and then when they traded and brought in melvin ingram that was a massive part of it that's what kind of uh, if you're if you're looking at this as a collector set <laughs> that's a, that was the piece that kind of you know kind of uh, you know rounded off the collector set that really kind of brought it into full circle there because they had a complete defensive line at that point to be able to attack the quarterback now when those guys get tired and taken out you notice a, d- a, d- a difference in that defense real quick you know it's just not as not as athletic and it's just not as not as disruptive as, as it oh, was Yeah, just go back and look at that 20 play drive the broncos went on they, they pinned them deep at
1: the three and they put in their backup defensive line and it It set a bad tone for that drive, man.
0: Yeah, it was a long drive. (laughs) Um, But I I just think, and and then you know, when they got Ward back, and then you know everybody got healthy, it just it progressed over time. And it was funny because, like, early on in the uh, in the year, like when you and I were talking about the defensive struggles, I was like, man, I was like, I'm gonna wait till week eight or nine before I make judgment because it's just that's how Steve Spagnuolo's done a couple other times where they really kicked it into gear. Last year they didn't have those same hiccups as they did this year and in, in 2019 and then what do you know <laughs> week eight or nine this year it starts to come back again and turns into a dominant performance and there's a, there was some doubts along the way when people kept asking me how do you fix his defense and i told them like you either need another pass rusher or you know will backer or you know that type of stuff and you know there was times where you know week six week seven i'm like man i don't know made the eagle look like rock stars and they shouldn't have but they were able, they, they stuck with it and they are able to get it done. And that's a tribute to that entire defense and Steve Spagnuolo and, and Brendan Daly and Matt house and um, Dave Merritt and Sam Madison. And they were all able to get it done and make it work. So, uh, yeah, no, I mean, I trust the defense. Like the defense is the one thing right now that, you know, you can rely on and lean upon when in the past, it was always the chief's offense being able to have a, you know, be able to score, get, make an explosive play, do something down the field. And, And so it's, you know, we'll, we'll see, we'll see in terms of the offense, but no, I mean, the defense, it's the one thing they can lean on right now. And the defense is going to have a really interesting challenge whenever they go up against the chargers. That's the one that's going to be kind of the, kind of the litmus test for me for where that defense is at. Cause dude, if they can, they can put it on the chargers. Then uh, then that's when, you know, you get something pretty special.
1: Yeah. And it'll be interesting. Look, I mean, if Darren Waller's out, then obviously it, you know, it's going to be a
0: different ball game for that defense too. It, it was for the Raiders last week. Now having have Darren Waller. Like, I mean, I, I went right. back and watched a handful of their games. Like that's a completely different offense when Waller's not out there.
1: But I, you know, what I was going to say about, I mean, they only gave up 14 to the Raiders last time, but they got a little lucky because remember they they had a big shot to Deshaun Jackson where he just inexplicably seemed to get lost and then fumbled the ball, um, you know, on, on, in a situation where the Raiders were very much still in the ball game, so um, I mean, you know, this is a this is a Raiders team that's capable of hitting those big plays that we talked about. The Chiefs needing to find a way to to come up with. So I, I don't think this is a game where the the Chiefs can lose focus. But you know, Frank Clark being healthy too, I think, has made a difference um, in the last you know the last six seven weeks as well. Um, you know, and, and as long as they can stay healthy, you know, with their top you know, their top handful of guys there on the defense. I, I agree. I, I'm with you. I, I, I trust what they're doing. I, I know, you know, the, the Jordan, you know, they played Jordan love, they played the giant, whatever. Uh, at the end of the, at the end of the day, they're giving up 14 points or, you know, 17 points or fewer to defense team after team, after team. Um, and, and when you look at the results, those, those, other those teams are having the week after the week before things like that, they're not doing that to other defense. This chiefs defense is playing better than other defenses in the league right now. They just are.
0: Yeah, no I man, I, I don't disagree with it. It's with the Raiders, from what I've watched of them, I mean, Carr's still willing to sling it there. He'll throw it to Moreau, who was filling in for uh, for Waller. He's willing to do that. I mean, Jacobs, a uh, running back, they've been trying to run off tackle with him a lot. I mean, Hunter Renfro still, he's the, he's the guy that, like, Carr turns to when he needs something, especially with Waller out. Wish he so, was the chief. Yeah, uh-huh. I do too but you know what we we all have our struggles um so like I mean second and seven third down like you know they're he's looking for Renfro so that's the guy you have to take away I mean Jackson can have a play here or there but for the most part like it just it just takes getting car rattled and taking away Renfro and like that's that's going to be a massive problem for that Raiders offense and they're they're really going to struggle collectively if that if those two things can happen. I think they'll keep the run game in check with Jacobs because the Raiders got rid of if they were play, if the Chiefs were playing last year's Raiders offensive line, I'd be a little bit more nervous. But right. this year's Raiders offensive line is just a just a mess. It's not even remotely half half the O line that they had the year before. Which you know I still question why the Raiders thought that was a good idea to do that. But you know what? Hey, I'm glad they did because it makes it easier for the Chiefs to be able to potentially you know stack up those Ws against them. So thanks, thanks for that. Thank you for being a friend there, Raiders. Yeah, um, but, and this yeah. is one of those games where, yeah, the, the Chiefs don't rack up a
1: lot of sacks necessarily, unless Chris Jones goes ham. But they've done a great job of getting pressure, and Derek Carr is one of those guys. You know, there are some quarterbacks that that you pressure them, you get in their face a little bit. It, they, they 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 keep firing. Derek Carr is not one of those guys. Derek Carr is one of those guys. You start making him move around. You start making him uncomfortable. You consistently get guys in his lap and create pressure. Uh, he, he'll he'll give you one. He'll give you one or two. He'll fall apart a little bit.
0: Yeah, he's got a lot of Philip Rivers in him. Got a lot of Phillip Rivers in him, which is like, delightful if you get to face him twice a year. <laughs> yeah, no, it doesn't hurt, man. He'll throw a couple punts up at you if you let him. All right, so seventy-seven nothing. I'm just going to book that as your. Uh, oh, stop. Oh, so what is your guess for this one? Not that I think the Chiefs will win, though, man. Like every time,
1: more or every less time. Than, will they win by more or less than twenty-seven points this time around?
0: I don't know. I, I I'm. I mean, it could. I think it could be in the in the high twenties to low thirties range. Like that. That wouldn't be out of the realm. Hey, if it's more than that, that's awesome. But I right. just. I think the Raiders will adjust a little bit for a little bit, and I just don't think the Chiefs. It's going to be the thing that the Chiefs have to wrestle with this week. I mean, you got to get the Raiders win, but the bigger thing you have to wrestle with is trying to keep guys as healthy as possible and and limit the risk of injuries with being on a short week against the Chargers. So when they make the decision about Fenton and Niang later later this week, personally, I wouldn't play in this game. Like they're not necessarily needed to beat the to beat the Raiders, but it would be nice to have both of them for the Chargers. So if, if it involves doing light limited practices. And getting the conditioning and kind of just getting into that rhythm, and then they play next week. I'm all for that. Like that's that's completely fine to me. So
1: I'd be a hundred percent fine if the Chiefs can get a big lead early, you know, get up by a couple scores. If they're the ones who take the air out of the game this and shorten it, you know, by keeping that clock running and and just burning you know burning it down. Yeah, not a terrible strategy given what they've got coming up.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, like part you're battling. You're not just battling the Raiders this week, but you're also battling the short week that you have schedule-wise because, I mean, like most of your week's going to revol- revolve around getting guys to recover so that they're as fresh as possible for that Thursday night game. All right, so 77 nothing. The Chiefs are going to drub the the
1: uh, the Raiders, and uh, everybody's going to have a happy Monday in Chiefs' kingdom. Hey, that's your statement, not mine. <laughs> It's always a, I, I'm always optimistic. I, I you know I'm the optimist of the podcast, Nick. Okay, <laughs> must be my must be my sunshine and rainbow personality.
0: I mean, you can pedal whatever you want and spend it however you want to people.
1: <laughs> All right, well, I got nothing else, man. Um, unless there's, unless you want to talk about Tommy Townsend or something, or Harrison Bucker missing extra points.
0: No, that's okay. I think I'll uh, think I'll sit that one out. All right. Well, hey. That's all I got. So, uh, uh, hopefully we'll,
1: we'll be chatting about a win on Sunday and, uh, and, you know, I guess we'll have to figure out when we're going to tape the, the rate, the chargers podcast. This is a short week for us too.
0: All I know is well, hopefully we're talking about how the chiefs offense got that groove. Ah! I really wish
1: y'all could see the video I'm watching on this. Zoom of animated nick I, i'll i'll like I'll, maybe i'll clip it and put it on the internet later
0: no you're not allowed to That's <laughs> oh, no, that I, no, I have a recording no you're not you're not allowed to you do not have my permission or my consent to use my name image or likeness without <laughs> my permission and i have documented proof of this that'll end up on the air so let's well, see let, what happens there legal beagle
1: <laughs> how about this let's let the people decide <laughs> like, no if you make it to the end of the podcast and you'd like to see the video, let me know.
0: <laughs> Still a no. Like, I mean, there, there will be lawyers Tom. <laughs> All
1: right, man. Well, hey, uh, you take care, Nick, and uh, everyone listening,
0: take care, kids. I need to go call my lawyer now. <laughs>